This podcast is called The Real Story About Chronic Pelvic Pain Syndromes. The following talk is about the Wise Anderson Protocol with your host, Dr. David Wise, co-author of A Headache in the Pelvis. Dr. Wise developed the Wise Anderson Protocol with Stanford urologist, Dr. Rodney Anderson. He has been treating pelvic pain in a specialized group for over 20 years. In this podcast, I want to talk about you being the environment that helps your pelvic pain heal or not. In the original version of our book, A Headache in the Pelvis, we described pelvic floor pain as a condition in which the tissue of the pelvic floor is caught in an inhospitable environment caused by chronic contraction, pain, and tension. We stated simply that our protocol, which was then called the Stanford Protocol by some on the internet because we developed this program at Stanford, and what we called the Wise Anderson Protocol in our first book, aimed to turn this inhospitable environment into a hospitable one to permit the healing up of the sore, tightened pelvic tissue. Many years after the original writing of this first edition of our book, and after treating several thousand patients, many insights and new observations have emerged. We have found different ways to describe the onset and perpetuation of this invisible condition. The following is one of these descriptions. If you have pelvic pain and your pelvic floor muscles are sore, irritated, and painful, locking in a self-feeding cycle of tension, anxiety, pain, sore pelvic tissue, trigger points within the sore pelvic tissue, and protective guarding, it is obvious and yet not so obvious that you are the environment in which this condition exists. Stated another way, you are the environment in which this sore, painful tissue can heal or not. When I had pelvic pain for over 20 years, each day of my life with this very difficult condition was one in which I was in pain, I was hurting, distracted, and living with an underlying feeling of dread that I would never recover my life. Inwardly, I felt like a mess. The doctors that I sought out had really nothing to offer me. They told me, that my pain had something to do with my prostate gland, something I discovered later was not true, but they themselves seemed distracted when I was in the examining room with them, and they seemed disinterested and actually more happy to see me leave their office. Knowing what I do know now, I think my sense about the doctors I saw was correct. They were not interested in my situation. They didn't understand it and could offer me nothing. In fact, they offered me nothing except what I now understand is a faulty concept that somehow what I was suffering from was a prostate-related problem that there was no solution for. When you are a doctor and someone comes to see you with a condition you don't understand and can't help, in short, a condition in which you as a helper cannot be a helper, 
you naturally withdraw from the situation and lose interest in it. Now, this is certainly not true of all doctors who treat this problem, but it's a tendency in human life when you have a problem that you can't help as a doctor to kind of withdraw from it. This is why what is called prostatitis or pelvic floor dysfunction is a kind of orphan condition. I remember when I first went to see the doctor about my pelvic pain when I was 18, he talked to me, examined me, and then very quickly said to his nurse, next patient, I think he wanted to get me out of there. He didn't know what to do for me. I came to the doctor as an anxious patient in pain and inwardly disheveled, somehow wanting the doctor's reassurance, wanting him to take my pain away and all of the weird symptoms that were occurring in my very uh, discombobulated and anxious state. I had this idea that the condition I had had nothing to do with the state that I was in, that somehow the doctor could end my suffering while the internal mess I felt myself to be in was irrelevant to my healing. I didn't understand then that the inner state I found myself in had everything to do with my symptoms continuing to be chronic. No doctor I saw had any clue about this. It was actually not obvious to anyone, including patients who suffer from this condition, that their own inner state is hugely important in whether they feel better and get better or not. So what does this mean? I suggest that if you tightened your hand, for instance, into a fist for a year, the tissue of your hand would be sore, irritated, and painful after a year. If you kept maintaining a fist, this tissue would remain sore, irritated, and painful, and the healing of the sore, irritated tissue would be very difficult if you continued to tighten the fist. The tightening of the fist is the environment of the sore, painful hand and fingers Unless you relaxed the fist, the quieting down of the pain and tension and discomfort in your hand couldn't occur. No one else ultimately could do this for you except yourself. In my view, the same situation exists with pelvic floor pain. It is the tightened pelvic tissue laden with trigger points and the anxious nervous state of the organism that is the environment that interferes with the healing of the tissue. In addition, with pelvic floor pain, the normal activities of life further exacerbate the pain and irritation of the sore pelvic tissue. Sitting, walking, lifting, balancing the body are all potentially irritating to the already sore pelvic floor. Add to this that a subset of people with pelvic pain have post-bowel movement pain, have post-urination pain, post-orgasm pain, sitting discomfort, activities that are part of our normal daily life that people without pelvic pain do without any difficulty. With pelvic floor pain and dysfunction, these activities contribute to the inhospitable environment that interferes with the healing up of the pelvic floor. And of course, there is anxiety, sleep disturbance, deep psychological distress that most people with pelvic pain endure. 
Anxiety and nervous arousal turns out to be a huge exacerbator of pelvic floor pain. Gewurz and Hubbard demonstrated in a watershed study that relaxation quiets electrical activity of trigger points and anxiety hugely exacerbates electrical activity in the trigger points. Our protocol asks a big sacrifice that patients devote at least two hours a day to loosening the sore pelvic floor and related tissue and provide a quiet inner environment by doing competent self-administered physical release and practicing relaxation daily. Now, this doesn't have to be done for the rest of your life. It just means that it has to be done until symptoms can quiet down. When I had pelvic pain, I went to the doctor and hoped that the doctor would just fix it. I wanted to say, here's my problem, doc. It's your problem now, and I don't want it. You fix it. A doctor who understands pelvic floor pain would have said back to me, you will have to create an environment inside yourself every day to allow the sore and painful tissue in the center of you to heal. You will have to learn how to do this, but no one else really can do it for you but you. Others may be able to help, but ultimately the responsibility is yours after things soften up inside to provide an environment for this softer tissue that is accomplished with a certain kind of physical therapy to heal up. It is true that pelvic floor pain can go away on its own without any treatment. There are people who practice no self-treatment who just get better. It is true that some patients get better in a variety of ways, from doing physical therapy to changing jobs and partners and other apparent interventions. In my experience, however, those people are in a small minority of pelvic pain patients that certainly we have seen. Most pelvic pain patients live with pain and anxiety from day to day with symptoms waxing and waning, and it just sticks around because the sore tissue never has a chance to heal up. In my view, for the majority of pelvic pain patients, no one else outside them can ultimately fix this problem. It's like brushing your teeth. Yes, someone can show you how to brush and floss, but ultimately, there is no one who can do this for you in your life except yourself. We are the environment in which pelvic pain exists. It is this environment in which we exist day to day, in my view, that is the central factor that facilitates the healing or the non-healing of the sore pelvis. Skillfully loosening the related tissue inside and outside physically and providing a regular and significant period of time daily in which the body becomes quiet and relaxed is what is necessary for most cases of pelvic pain to significantly improve or resolve. For more information, go to our website, www.pelvicpainhelp.com. Thank you.